Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Mornings with Melissa. Um, Mornings with Melissa is a podcast dedicated to sharing the stories of empowering individuals and having conversations in a safe and celebrational environment. Um, Today we welcome guest Rebecca Lim. Rebecca is a really close friend of mine. I've known her for like a good six years and we basically studied architecture together um, at the University of Bath and from there we... Yeah, I just found out we had so much in common. We developed an amazing friendship and still to this day, she is an amazing friend for me. And um, she is currently a Master of Architecture student at the Bartlett UCL. And she is learning to question the role of AI machine learning in architectural practice. And today we really talk about and unpack comparison and leadership and much, much more. So without further ado, let's get started. So please start by introducing yourself and what you do. Hi, so my name is Rebecca and I was born in Singapore. Um, I grew up around in and around London with uh, Malaysian Chinese parents Mm -hmm. and um, so I have a strong Christian faith and relationship with God which drives everything that I do basically Um, and I love that creativity reflects our father um, who made us in his image and gave us the gifts of imagination. Um, So at the moment, my career goals are to become an architect um, and to design and bring to life beautiful and provoking architectures, which might challenge our perceptions on conventional space um, and methods of designing. And uh, yeah, so I I studied my undergrad at Bath and I'm going into my final year of master's at the Bartlett UCL. And yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So we, um, for like people listening, we um, met at Bath and it was like a really funny meeting because um, in the, it was like the first ever lecture, wasn't it? And I remember, yeah. saying, wait, was I, I don't know if I was sitting next to you or was it behind you? I can't remember. But... It was, <laughs> yeah, it there was, was one girl in between us. Yeah. I remember. <laughs> I don't know who was in between us, but anyway, like we were really <laughs> by, we like, started talking and um I guess like kind of it grew from there I don't think we became friends straight yeah. away it definitely grew and developed mm-hmm. and I remember like the first dinner we had at Wagamama's and it was like that moment of like yeah like, you mentioned I think you went to church and I was like oh like oh Christian also and then we were like huh like yeah. this is so cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah and yeah it was such a like nice friendship to grow um and mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how many years now we've known each other, but it's been a it's been a long time. Yeah. <laughs> um, Probably about six years now. I know. Oh, it's crazy. But um, so you mentioned obviously, like we both went to architecture school. What, like specifically, why specifically architecture out of all the other subjects you could have done? Hmm. Um, so for me, my dad was always in the building industry. So he's a project manager um, to do with like construction and developments. Um, and so he was always talking about buildings. Um, and yeah, I think it grew from there. I think when I was about seven, I decided I wanted to study architecture or wanted to become an architect. And I had this dream where I was like, I'm going to own my own company and I'll be the boss and my dad will like work for me. (laughs) Our dream, don't we? It's like RM architects. It's going to (laughs) happen. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like I'm holding you to your work now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
Um, so then I think, yeah, it just grew from there. I like how it's a creative subject, but also it's it's amazing that you can think up something, but it becomes a reality in a place that people can actually inhabit. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, for me, actually, personally, it was more that I really just wanted to design beautiful places for people. And I think I had that eye, mm. like style and design naturally. So I think that's mm. where mine stem from. But I think going into architecture school, like I think the the heart of this conversation and this podcast, I think is talking about comparison and especially in the mm. creative kind of field, how do you kind of find yourself dealing with comparison, um, especially in architecture mm. school as well? Yeah. I think at the beginning, it's always hard. Um, I know that I definitely struggled with that um, because in architecture, basically, you have these things called crits, which you paste all of your wall, uh, all of your work on a wall, and you can see everyone else's work as well. And you present to um, a panel of critics, and everyone in your, your class can come and watch you um and so there is that level of comparison because your walls are next to each other you can see your work directly compared to another person's work um but I think in the end I think what really helped me was to know that everyone has their own thing to bring and there's never going to be someone who can bring what you can um and like you what you bring is very necessary for the world like I believe that God really made you um, for a purpose and made you exactly the way you are. There's a reason why there's not like one, two or one person because there is like such an intricate plan um, that you need to bring um, who you are and it's so like necessary um, to the world. So yeah, I think that's really helped me that it's just like like kind of eradicated the need to compare because yeah if if what you're bringing is necessary even if you know other people's looks amazing um yeah you can trust you can trust that what you're doing is um adding value Um, yeah I really for me personally I think it's 100% going back to God's word I think when you try and deal with comparison I think on your own Mm. or in a worldly point of view I think it's really hard because the world naturally tells you to compare I think mm. it's like a natural worldly thing to do, whereas when you mm. think about it's so unique and special to you and your journey. Um, and I think, mm. like, I often find, and it's a natural thing to do. Like, I I remember in crits as well, like, just all the time I would compare myself. And it was definitely something mm. I really struggled with. So I think whenever it was, a, like, mm. I went back to the web and I went back to, like, what I was rooted in, that I stopped yeah. comparing that. Um so I really resonate with how you've kind of dealt with it and I think that's um I think that's so amazing and in the environment like the Bartlett as well um how what would you say are like Mm -hmm. the specific practices or the things that um kind of have helped you be so focused on your own design work because I don't know about you but I Mm. felt like in school um, it was always like oh that person doing that I want to do that also how do you kind of just stick to your own journey yeah it is very difficult I think um especially a lot of it is to do with sort of the pressure of turning up each week and having new work having something impressive um and sometimes you see your your colleagues in your unit who come with like a whole 
you know, a whole new set of beautiful drawings and you're like, wow. Um, but you're at a very different stage in your project where maybe you're struggling and um, you're very confused. But I think, yeah, so um, I think for me, the practices would be that it's so important that I think you're, 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 marking, you're making your own way and you're, you're pursuing your own interests because once it becomes about making something more impressive than someone else's thing, it becomes that competition. Whereas if you're just doing thing that you love and you're really invested and you're passionate about, people, yeah, people instantly see yours as, they see your projects as separate things and it never becomes like, um, yeah, never become something that you have to compare. And I think that was quite a good thing about our unit is that yeah. um, everyone was so different and so diverse and everyone's interests were so different. And our tutors really encouraged us to just pursue what we wanted to do. So in that way, like everyone kind of made their own language of presenting their own models, like their own style. Um, so I think it was hard to compare um, because everything was just so different. You couldn't compare. Yeah. You were just, you would admire, but you couldn't compare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really wise words, I think. And um, obviously you're going into like your final year. Um, what kind of challenges do you think you'll face and how are you kind of planning mm. or preparing yourself to overcome those? And, you know, one of them is the late nights and the long hours and the, mm. the blood sweat and tears that no one sees when you're <laughs> how are you kind of preparing yourself? yeah yeah I think in terms of practically um I think I am sort of there is a pressure because it's final year of education it's the time to you know really get everything out um, of your system that you know you want to explore um, and there is that pressure looming but I think the whole of last year I really saw like God's faithfulness and I I had to really trust God because I really didn't know what I was doing a lot of the time because so I was exploring this new um, this fairly new and up-and-coming kind of technology um which uses AI um and like something called machine learning um and it's completely new to me and I'm I'm not a very digital techie person um so <laughs> I was like having to learn like, wow this is like <laughs> yeah I really had to throw myself in yeah I had to throw myself in the deep end and really just trust God um but I, I think it's just really trusting God with each, each step. And every time I think I had this prophecy given to me once, which was like a, a vision of me and there was this bridge, but um, I couldn't see the end of the bridge. Sort of like in Lord of the Rings, I think, when they're crossing the bridge, but it's so foggy that they can't see the end. So you, you but you can only ever see the next step you're going to take. Um, and it really felt like that last year where I didn't know, like, I had no building, I had no vision of what was going to come out at the end, but I knew that God was asking me to take the next step and like to mm. to go to do one more thing and do something else. And that would always like lead to the next thing. So I think yeah. the same thing for next year is just like really trusting God to guide me. Um, and yeah, he's always faithful. So That's so amazing. That's um, 
it's amazing that you've kind of been so bold as well to step out and do something that's like really new to you I think um mm. and how would you you obviously mentioned that your faith has helped but how would you say it's kind of what kind of specific things have you done to root you and ground you like I know for me it's like prayer like waking up a bit earlier and having that one-to-one time Mm. just trying to be more intentional in my calendar and not having like having a day of rest and having doing those Mm. specific things is that something that you have also tried yeah so that's a good point actually because the last year has been working from home so it's almost easier to have a lot more time to you know read your bible pray um and it's just you and god a lot of the time but i know that when i so i'm moving down to london in september and i'll be in studio so i know that there are a lot more distractions so i, yeah. I think i will have to be very intentional about um carrying on the good habits that i've set in lockdown of like waking up each morning first thing i do is talk to God read my bible because I know like I've got into the place now where I just know I can't do a day without talking to God first like yeah. because if one the days that I do I'm just like a bit of a mess just a bit moody like not going good <laughs> um so yeah I think it's just so essential I always think about it as like I ha- I have two minutes in the morning to brush my teeth to clean my teeth before I go out into the world why can't I have two minutes to like clean my spirit you know (laughs) no I like that like analogy I think um I think that's so important and that's so great that you're gonna try and continue that as well as you like move to London Mm -hmm. um and I guess like looking as well into kind of after university what do you what are your kind of aspirations for when you graduate Um, Yeah, I think at the moment, I'm very open. I have a lot of sort of small dreams that, Mm -hmm. that I'm like, I would love to do that one day. But I think I'm learning the more I mature, I think the more I'm learning that that there's a verse in the Bible which says that, um, you can make your plans, but the Lord will guide your steps or, or decide your steps. I can't remember what it was, but it's basically saying like, I can have these big plans, um, but you just never know what's going to happen. But I th- think it is important to be ambitious and like, um, you know, don't, don't think small, just um, you can achieve whatever um, yeah. you really put your mind to. Um, and you know, if that's what your calling is, then you're going to get there. Um, mm. so for me, I think I'm very open. I definitely want to qualify as an architect, which means I do one more year in practice. Mm. Um, and then after that, I'm, well, at the moment, my dream is kind of to start, start, um, sort of renovating, um, sort of worn down houses, um, as a side hobby of, um of working um in practice doing slightly larger projects or even smaller projects but I would love to like save up enough money that I could buy maybe a really small one bedroom apartment or a studio just whatever I can get you know (laughs) um and then start to like I want to get like uh because I'm saving up to buy at the moment and I really want to like yeah I really because like my my current job is like taking kind of a townhouse and redoing it so I was like hey like why don't I just buy yeah. something make it really nice and then either do an Airbnb yeah. or like make it an experience mm-hmm. you know like people come and experience yeah. what you've designed so 
That's funny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, it's a good business plan. Yeah, exactly. I think I was really inspired by this um, architect. Um, She's actually an interior designer now. Um, She's called Dara Huang. And um, you can check her out on Instagram. And she actually started her business by... Um, so she studied, she studied architecture and then she came to London and she started to buy one bedroom flats um, and renovate them. And then the developers that were buying these one bedroom flats or that were buying properties to sell and renovate, um, they started to take notice of her and they would hire her to redo their flats for them. And then so that's how her, her business started to grow. And now she's extremely successful. She has her own practice. She has yeah, she's just got commissioned to do all these Cartier shops in the world. Um, wow. So yeah, I think that's really inspired me. I really look up to her um, that you can start small. She just says like, start anywhere um, and yeah, just do what you love and people will start to take notice. I love that. No, that's amazing. What was her name again? Dara Huang. Okay. No, I'll definitely check her out. I think that's, I really, I really admire that. I agree. I think just starting is sometimes the biggest and best thing you can do. And then mm. if it falls apart, yeah. it falls apart. Or if it like does well, then it does well. I think that's, um, yeah. sometimes I think there's like a fear of just starting. And even I find that sometimes mm. it's like, oh, like I have this dream or this thing, but then there's that like something mm. that holds you back. And I think you just got to yeah. be bold and you just got to like just step out and do it. And I think, yeah that's so true yeah yeah that's so true I think sometimes we have the big dream the end goal and um it's like we want to instantly be there but there's so much groundwork to be done and uh, so just starting wherever we'll start to open up doors the next like the next door will o- always open yeah it's so true like even with the buying the house I was like because it was like my god start saving this year and I was like oh like mm. so it's like a lot of money right and then I was like okay just start mm. small like even if it's just adding 10 pounds yeah 10 pounds a month into exactly it, like it's still the you know it's still the discipline of doing it and I think I yeah. think enough people think that because like, oh 10 pounds like that's not going to buy your house right but it's mm. still like the discipline and the, the kind of faithfulness yeah. and the small things that I think to mm. eventually you know great things um, yeah that's so true yeah because if you never start even when you have the hundred pounds to put in you'll never do it because you never thought you had it so it's so true that even just starting with the, the small you'll build the habit and then eventually you'll be able to put a bit more and a bit more absolutely and um obviously you know as you're moving towards industry um how um what are your kind of thoughts on the lack of women that are represented in leadership in architecture? I think there's a lot of mainly male in, you know, you get to a certain position and above, I think like mm. it's mainly males. What are your kind of thoughts on that? Yeah, that's such a relevant topic. I think that hopefully it's changing with the younger generation. I hope that, um there's still a lot of work to do I think it starts a lot of it starts in education where um for us in Bath we had quite it was quite a lack of diversity in terms of who our teachers were or who our tutors were um in the Bartlett is very different I think I have 
been taught by a lot of a wider um, diverse group which is really inspiring to even just be critted by someone who is in another country who's a woman who's young who's got her own practice like it's so inspiring because you can see yourself in there in them and then you can imagine yourself you know if she can do it I can do it um so I think but there's always got to be someone who makes the way so so even if now it doesn't look like there's that many like we as as the up and coming group have to be those people and if that means that we're the only woman in the in the meeting room filled with other white males old men it's like we can stay strong because we're like okay we're making we're making the first move because then there's going to be other women um and more diversity that's going to follow up behind us um so yeah just try to stay strong and remember that um and just yeah make yourself known in that room and um yeah I I don't know if it's gonna go into one of your other questions but um there's this one um book that I was reading called um by Elaine Welteroth um which is called um More Than Enough and she is actually the um editor-in-chief of Teen Vogue um and she was the first ever black woman to um become I think it was become an editor um in Condé Nast and she's also the youngest editor um, ever in Condé Nast. And so, like, she always says, when they make you um, when they make you feel like you should shrink, then expand. So if, if men are, like, talking over you, not giving you the space, like, don't shrink back. Just use that and, like, expand. And it's difficult, but, yeah, it's something that I'm trying to put into practice. Wow. I feel like that should be the takeaway for anyone listening. Don't shrink back, just expand. <laughs> Like yeah that's such a great exactly. uh that's such a great uh I think inspiration like for me personally I think um the way that I I don't know like I agree in that I think you need a figure that's like aspirational especially at a low level and I think there are things mm. that you might talk to like your female boss that you might not talk to a male boss that wouldn't understand you know mm. and I think yeah. so just have that representation I think as well um yeah definitely. I hope again as you say like as we rise up that we can be those people that can be the mentor or the the person that people can aspire to mm. I think um yeah yeah so hopefully it will get better I hope as well <laughs> yeah that's so true yeah and I guess to like conclude what would you say is like the one best bit of advice someone has given you and that you can share? Um, I think, so, there's this one, okay, so I'll share two. The the practical, like, you know, practical side, I think um, for a long time, I think I struggled with what people think about me. Mm. So I think that's quite common, I guess, with women or just people in general. There is that anxiety of like... I, I get the same um, as Yeah, mm. of, you know, don't you don't want to embarrass yourself or, oh, people already think this of me, so I have, I'm, I'm kind of stuck in that, um, that identity. Um, but there was this one poem that I think my friend um, showed me that said, um, the world's perception of you exists only in memories, so give them new ones. Um, so it's so true that like, yeah, you might once have been the shy girl or you might have 
um, no one might have expected you to become the CEO or to start your own business, but that's their perception of you and that exists in the past and you can change that. Um, so yeah, I think it's so freeing that you are a changing person and you can always grow. Um, and then spiritually, advice, um, good advice that I was given, I think that really carried me through last year, um, which had its difficult moments. It had times of me just being so demotivated or even just thinking everything is impossible. These deadlines are impossible. I'm not going to make it. Um, but there was this um, book that I was reading that um, showed me the verse of um, Peter walking on the water. So when Jesus called Peter out of the boat, um, oh, so for people who don't know, basically um, uh, Jesus had left. Um, to go up and pray in a mount like a hill because um, his cousin had just died. Um, so then the disciples got into the boat and then um, were starting to sail to the other side of the lake. And during this time, um, this, the, this huge storm came and um, so the boat started to shake and it was about to sink. And, and then um, the, so the disciples were extremely like scared, obviously. Um, and they were crying out for help and then they saw this uh, figure walking towards them on the water and, and it was Jesus and um and they but they because they were so scared and they were so like um like sort of bound with fear that they thought it was a ghost and they were all screaming and like as you can imagine you see something walking towards you on the water in the middle of a storm when you're already thinking you're going to die you're probably going to be like what on earth is that um but yeah so <laughs> Um, but then they, then Jesus says, don't be afraid, it's me. Um, and so Peter says, if it's really you, God, ask me, um, Jesus, ask me to come out and walk on the water. And Jesus says, yeah, do it, like come and walk on the water. And so he reaches out his hand um, and walks on the water. But then um, the moment that he looks at the storm and the waves and his circumstances and what's surrounding him, and he takes his eyes off Jesus, that's when he starts to sink and drown um and then he cries out for help and jesus like lifts him up and um lifts him out of the water and he's like safe and walking on water again and says like why did you doubt um but really for me like the how i applied that to like my own year was that i looking at the circumstances it was an impossible situation mm-hmm. um and but like the moment yes in the moment I was looking at my circumstances I felt like I was drowning all I could do was panic and and just cry and be like oh my goodness I can't do this I can't even get out of bed like I'm too stressed but the moment I just looked at Jesus I said nothing like I just knew nothing is impossible for him so he can take what little I have and he can make it into something um and so yeah that really carried me through last year um, so yeah that is my best piece of advice spiritually oh, that's amazing thank you so much for sharing that and I hope um you've definitely inspired some people who are listening and I think yeah there's some very nuggets of wisdom in there that like <laughs> people can take away so um yeah thank you so much and um for people that yeah for people that want to follow you on Instagram can you share your like Instagram handle as well yeah so my instagram handle i have a public one which is called rebecca lee min so um r-e-b-e-c-c-a-l-i-m-y-n-n and then yeah i think that's the only that's the only social media i have at the moment (laughs) 
<laughs> no it's an amazing instagram so you guys should follow and um yeah thank you again so much for taking the time and um like I said, this is gonna definitely inspire a lot of people so thank you <laughs> thank you for having me no worries bye <laughs> bye